Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode of Hydrate Level 4, and I'm your host, Peter, and today's episode is an interview I did with actress, model, producer, Madeline Johnson, who is also a Portland native. Uh, She talks to me about some of the work she's done and growing up in Portland, Oregon. She also stars in the upcoming film, The Big Day, which is uh, due to release later on in 2016. Madeline has done many work which can be found in film and television, modeling, theater, commercials, and web series. There's really nothing that she has not done. And this is my episode with her. So Madeline, thank you uh, so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so um, for those that um, are uh, unfamiliar with your work, uh, you are an actress. Yes, that's right. Yes, and you've uh, done some modeling and some uh, th- some theater as well. Yes, that's correct. Uh, at what at what age did you um, start having like an interest for the arts? Like, uh, uh, which came first? Was it like theater or modeling, or how, how did that come about? Um, you know, I've been interested in the arts for as long as I can remember. My mom was a graphic designer. Um, and my dad is a singer-songwriter, and so I grew up in a really artistic household. Um, and I think that I started acting when I was around eight years old. I took my first acting class, but I was, you know, I was eight, and so I was also, like, playing soccer and taking gymnastics and wanted to be a detective for a while and had, like, a lot of other, you know, aspirations. Um, but I think I really zeroed in on wanting to per, like perform as a career when I was probably 13. Oh, 13. So was that middle school, about 7th, 8th grade? Yeah, middle school. <laughs> okay. So um, you are born and raised in Portland, Oregon. Yes, that is right. What middle school did you go to? Um, I actually grew up in Clackamas County. I don't know if you know where that is. It's like southeast Portland, essentially. Okay. So I went to Rao Middle School, <laughs> which is in Clackamas County, and then uh, Milwaukee High School. Okay, Milwaukee High School. I went to David Douglas in Portland. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, so that's the high school I went to. Now, were you one of those um, students that was in uh, Mr. Holland's Opus? Um, no, I was not. I felt like everybody was in that movie from Portland, uh, excluding me. But like, uh, I just remember when that movie was being filmed in Portland, just a lot of people were like, oh, oh, I'm an extra in the movie. And so... um, I think I missed the boat on (laughs) Mr. Holland's Opus. Yeah, I kind of did too. Like, uh, even in watching the movie, that came a little bit later in my life. Yeah. When did you leave Portland? Um, I left Portland when I was 18 to go to college at um, Chapman University in Orange County. And that's where you furthered your studies and uh, got more into the arts there. Yeah, that's where um, I I have a BFA in screen acting from Chapman. And so that was where I started really getting into film because previous to going to college, I was doing a lot of theater um, and I had signed with my first agent when I was 16, and so I was doing some commercial work and modeling, but I hadn't really done um, any film yet. And so when I went to Chapman, they have this incredible um, BFA in screen acting where you get to take a lot of film classes, you take screenwriting classes and, you know, producing classes, and you learn how to crew on set. 
and you make projects in your classes. And so it's kind of like a well-rounded film education. I mean, even though it has an emphasis on, you know, the acting side of it. Um, so I got really into film while I was in college. What did you do like outside of class? Because if you're, you know, studying, um, you know, the arts in school is a lot of, a lot of your uh, free time. Is that also like uh, more rehearsing and, and just, um, uh, just polishing up on your skill, like it, a, a lot of uh, auditions and such? Yeah, I was a total workaholic in college. So I was I was usually um, in a play and working on student films at the same time. And so I would have play rehearsal in the evenings during the week. And then I would usually be on set on the weekend for um, a student film. Because our, our films would shoot Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I did not, not have a lot of free time. <laughs> Yeah, so you definitely stayed busy. Yes, definitely. When um how when's the last time you were in Portland? Um you know, I was just in Portland for I think like 2 days in April of this year. Um I hadn't been back in about a year, but I was just there for a couple of days. I really love Portland. It's always so good to be back. It's such an awesome city. Uh what 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 are some things that you missed, you know, whether it be like a uh, hangouts or places to eat? Like, uh, what, what, what is Portland to you? Oh, man. I mean, a lot of my best friends still live in Portland, uh, because why would you leave Portland, really? I understand why <laughs> they either stayed there or kind of, like, migrated back there. Um, so I definitely have, I'm really lucky to have an amazing community of people in Portland. And the community that I grew up in in Portland is so special to me. It's just, like, a huge, welcoming community of artists. Um, and so I feel like whenever I go back to Portland, I am eager to reconnect with like my musician friends and fine artist friends and actors that I know. And like, it's just such a cool collaborative community. Uh, and I miss the weather too, to be honest with you. <laughs> now, uh, recent, I think earlier this year, uh, Portland was actually named like number one, uh, city for foods in the country. I believe that. <laughs> Yeah, so so what is a Portland staple for you? Like, I know, like, outsiders, sometimes when they think Portland, they're like, oh, yeah, voodoo donuts. Like, I feel, you know, there's a lot more to Portland than voodoo donuts, but what, what are some things that uh, remind you of Portland? Um, I think Portland was kind of like the birth of the uh, food truck craze, you know, because that's such a thing now everywhere. But I remember when I was like in high school and even younger, you know, going into downtown Portland and going to these little like food truck areas where there would just be like a ton of different amazing, you know, food trucks all clustered together. And you see that all the time now in California, but I feel like Portland kind of started that. Maybe it started somewhere else in Portland just was like, you know, early adopter, but I definitely always think of going to the food trucks in Portland because you can just try so many amazing like, you know, eclectic different types of food all in like one little area, which is really nice. Yeah. And usually when I have family uh, from other states come and visit, I take them to like all the different food trucks because you're right. There's just uh, so many things to choose from. Yeah, it's cool. Have you ever been to the Montage? Yes. I uh, I would, I'd say I'd go there maybe, maybe once a month or two. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That is a classic Portland spot for me. What do you get? Um, I usually get, what do I usually get there? I mean, everything they have is great. I love the jambalaya. What what kind of meat do you get with your jambalaya? Oh, I think the last time I was there, I had crawfish, which was a little bit intense. But um, 
It was good. I was I was filming a movie in Louisiana a couple years ago, and I feel like all I ate was crawfish. So it reminded <laughs> me of that. <laughs> you got you got to try the jambalaya with gator. Ooh, okay. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, it's um, it's got the consistency of uh of chicken, but kind of tastes like fish. I think. You know, that's actually what I get. That's my go-to is the gator jambalaya, and you can't go wrong with their oyster shooter. Oh, yeah. That, I remember my parents, My when I would go there with my parents when I was a little kid, my dad was always all about the oyster shooters. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. What were some of your, like, favorite pastimes in in Portland, like, uh, before uh, before you went on to uh, California? Uh, you know, I'm really into hiking, and Portland has such incredible... Um, places to hike. So one of my favorite things to do has always been going out into the gorge. Um, and, you know, you can go to all of the, like, incredible waterfalls and do, like, the different waterfall hikes. Like, there's, you know, Bridal Veil and all of the other, like, Horsetail Falls, like, the gorgeous, gorgeous waterfalls out there. And just, like, you know, getting some friends together and going for a hike and, like, bringing a picnic. It's just such gorgeous uh scenery you know so that's always been like a really fun Portland activity um I think when I was younger my friends and I would we were just kind of like you know I think typical teenagers where you just want to like get together and you know go walk around somewhere and like get coffee or get ice cream or whatever and so we would go to uh, Hawthorne Boulevard all the time oh yeah Hawthorne has everything now speaking of coffee Portland is you know kind of Kind of like a like Seattle's little brother or little sister, you know. <laughs> yeah. Where Where do you go for coffee in Portland? Oh, Stumptown always. Oh, Stumptown. You You don't do like a Dutch Brothers or anything. No, you know, I'm I'm more of a black coffee girl. I'm not really into like the. I think Dutch Brothers. I mean, I like their coffee, but it's always like really sweet. Mm. Um, and you know, Stumptown is just a really great classic espresso. Um, which I really like. I used to always go to the Stumptown in downtown. I think it's on probably like second or third when you first uh, get over the bridge into downtown. Okay, yeah, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Um, over on Hawthorne, they have one called, like, is it Common Grounds Coffee or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Common Grounds is really good. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm a mailman, and I've actually, I used to deliver there. Yeah, that's a great. I I used to go there with my mom when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, so th- that's the good thing about my jobs. You know, if I don't like my route, I can always take up a, another one, and then I'll usually find like uh, different places to to try. You know, whether it's food or coffee. So that's always kind of nice. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That would be yeah. cool. So, um, growing up, did did you uh, watch much uh, movies or TV before like getting into acting? Uh, you know, I never watched a lot of TV, but I, I grew up watching a lot of old movies. My family is very into, you know, like old film noir movies. And so I feel like I was watching like, you know, the Maltese Falcon and Casablanca and stuff when I was like five or six years old. Um, and I probably didn't understand it fully, but <laughs> but I thought I did, you know. Um, so, yeah, I kind of grew up on those like, 1940s and 50s classic movies which I think is a great introduction to film as a kid actually to see like you know old Catherine Hepburn movies and Humphrey Bogart movies it's like some of the best cinema I didn't watch a lot of TV though I think I've like you know in the past couple years I, I feel like I'm always hearing about shows that supposedly everybody watched when they were a kid that I've like never heard of <laughs> so I missed the boat on a lot of 
like pop culture stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, I I do have a, an appreciation for like some of the older movies, you know, with with podcasting. I um often get introduced to movies, you know, I wasn't privy to growing up and uh, it's definitely a different time and I feel like I prefer period movies because, you know, there's there's no like cell phones and electronics, you know, that make me just roll my eyes yeah. and, you know, so um the did you have like uh, like any inspirations as far as like actors or actresses uh, growing up watching some of those older movies? Yeah, definitely. I I was I've always been really inspired by Audrey Hepburn. Um, I used to watch Breakfast at Tiffany's all the time when I was younger, and I think the really amazing thing about her is that she, you know, she seems on the surface like maybe she's just a very kind of like sweet, fragile person and like a lot of the characters that she plays are these like you know delicate ladylike characters but she's actually such a fierce actress and she's so passionate and I, I love that movie especially Breakfast at Tiffany's because it's so you know, her character is so flawed and you get to see so much range from her in that film and I think like watching her um, as I've grown up I've definitely grown to appreciate how tenacious she is even though she seems like she might be you know, just kind of like a soft-spoken uh, person. Do you, what, what's the last movie you saw in the theater? Ooh, what is the last movie I saw in the theater? Uh, I think that's an interesting question, given that, uh, you know, you, you, you work so much and with, with the school and stuff and uh, not having a whole lot of time in between, like, auditions and travel and stuff like that. Do you have much time to watch movies? You know, I actually, I just um, moved to the Bay Area a couple months ago. Um, I moved away from L.A. And so um, I definitely had, I've had more free time since I moved from L.A. I feel like I was, you know, kind of like I said, my my workaholic tendency from college, I think, continued into um, the four years that I was living in Los Angeles. And I just really needed a break. Um, and so my fiance and I moved to Berkeley. So we're living in, in the East Bay now in, uh, outside of San Francisco. So, yeah, I mean, I've definitely had more time recently. And I'm trying to remember, I just saw uh, Midnight Special is the name of the movie that I was trying to think of. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. Uh, that's Isn't that like Michael Shannon, maybe? Uh, yeah, it's a new Jeff Nichols movie. It has Michael Shannon and uh, Joel Edgerton. Oh, okay. I know him. He was in Warrior with Tom Hardy. Was that pretty good? Yeah, Joel Edgerton is great. Um, it was it was good. It's a good movie. It was a little bit, again, what you're saying about pacing. I thought the pacing was a little bit weird. Hmm. Um, but the performances are excellent. It's, it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, I, I love Michael Shannon, so I'll, I'll watch just about anything he, he does. Great, yeah. Oh, did you see um, 99 Homes? I don't think I've heard of that one. It's a great one. That kind of flew under the radar, I think. That's Michael Shannon and, um, oh, what's his name? The guy from Spider-Man, not Tobey Maguire, but the more modern Spider-Man. Oh, Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. Um, it's really good. It's about, like, the housing uh, crisis in Florida. And people are People are being evicted from their homes and it's like this kind of you know dark underbelly of like the um the real estate companies who are evicting people oh interesting is, is this a, a newer movie 
Yeah, this came, I believe this came out um, earlier this year. I just watched it on an airplane, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely add that to my list. I, I've never even heard of it. I, I um, f- For my main podcast, I, I actually review like the movies I grew up watching to see if they still hold up. So like the, the new releases, I usually go and watch those if I'm a guest on another show or... Like the the idea of one of my other shows, it's called Original Remake. So if it's like a remake or heavily influenced by another movie, that's the two movies that I'll watch and compare, you know, with, with my co-host. So, um, yeah, the 99 Homes, is that what you called it? And it's a good one. Yeah, so if that was like a remake, I definitely would have heard about that and that would have been covered. But, but uh, yeah, if it's just like new release, I'm a little... Uh, a little more, I guess, out of out of touch with with uh, those titles, unless it's something that people are like, "Oh God, this is amazing! You gotta watch it!" And then it's really in my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this this project, uh, the big day, uh, which looks like it's wrapping up uh, post production here. Um, I, I understand that sometimes with new releases, there's things that you can say or cannot say. What are you able to tell us about the movie? Yeah, so I can I can tell you a little bit about it. Um, it is um, it's a it's a pretty hilarious film to be honest with you. I think it's going to be really really funny. Um, it's you know it's kind of a great blend of um, you know like a charming comedy, but it also has a lot of surprising elements to it. Um, it's definitely a little bit raunchy, and there's some you know some scenes that are are going to be um, kind of shocking for people. I think, but. It's just a really, really fun film. Um, you know, it, I think you probably have read a little bit about it. So it opens um, on, you know, the morning of this very extravagant, beautiful wedding. And it's kind of like everything that um, could possibly go wrong to derail the wedding day is happening. <laughs> and you're watching this unfold through... Um, my perspective as the bride, and then also through the perspective of um, Hunter Smith, who plays Mike, the groom. And so we kind of go back and forth between um, me with my bridesmaids and him with his groomsmen, trying to figure out, you know, putting out the different fires that are popping up as the day is unfolding. Um, yeah, and I can't, I can't really say anything about, you know, about what ends up happening in the movie, but it's definitely, it's definitely a fun film, and it has a lot of twists and turns to it. Now it's uh it looks like it's written and directed by uh, Arian Harandi. Yes, that's correct. Now I, I'm not familiar with that director. Is that a, a male or a female? Uh, he's a he's a guy. He's a male. And then his fiance Melissa actually is the producer. Oh okay. Um, what was uh what was it like working with him? You know, it was great. I mean, Arian is somebody that also went to Chapman actually, but we didn't know each other at Chapman. Um, and he approached me about a year before we started filming, um, because he had seen my work when we were both at Chapman. Um, and, you know, and we had a great meeting about the film and yeah, and everything else just kind of, you know, came together from there. I think he's a very passionate filmmaker and, you know, he, he really will continue to get, you know, as many takes as he needs in order to tell the story the way he thinks it needs to be told, which as an actor, you know, I really appreciate because a lot of directors will, you know, just get a couple of takes of something and you don't really necessarily feel like you communicated what you needed to in that scene. But with Ariane, I was always able to, you know, express how I was feeling about something and we were able to work together to 
you know, go for another take or to kind of rethink a scene if, you know, if it wasn't being communicated well. So I think he's definitely, he's definitely good at working with actors and he has a very strong specific vision. So with him uh, approaching you, so it wasn't like a, uh, where you had, did you still have to audition or did you have to do like a reading for him? No, I didn't have to audition for it. Um, he, yeah, which was, which was like the first time that that's happened to me because, you know, auditions are usually like, that's your life as an actor. You're constantly auditioning for stuff. And most, you know, I think it's like 90% of things you audition for, you won't uh, ever hear about or be cast in. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely a really great um, opportunity to just be, you know, handed a really great script. Um that you know, and that he was interested in having me come on board. That was that was flattering and awesome. Yeah, and he originally asked me um, which one of the female leads I would want to play. So I was choosing between Jenny, who's the character that I ended up playing, and then Megan, who's the maid of honor. And uh, you're like, well, of course, the bride. I, I have to be in that dress. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest with you, I I, I like to choose characters based on um, what I think is going to be the biggest challenge and what's going to be the most fun for me. And I kind of felt like I had played a lot of Megans, like a lot of, you know, characters that were like the Maid of Honor character before. And Jenny, I thought, would be a bigger challenge. And so that's actually why I chose that character. What, what kind of uh, preparation and steps did you take uh, to get into character? Well, we had a lot of rehearsals, which was really great. Um, sometimes with the film, you don't really rehearse before you're actually on set. And so, you know, something I really appreciated about this one is that the, the whole cast was able to get together for, um, you know, a table read where we read through the entire script. And then we had individual rehearsals, um, you know, with me and the bridesmaids. And we had rehearsals with me and... Um, the two guys who play my dad and with me and Hunter who plays my husband, like we all had a lot of rehearsal time together leading up to the movie. And so, you know, in that prep time, I always just try to think about, you know, who is this character and where is she coming from and like what experiences has she had in her life that have really shaped her into who she is and that are going to inform, you know, what she's doing and what she's saying um, in the script. And, you know, working with the other actors and getting to kind of prep together, you get to really learn about each other and learn about your character in the context of, you know, how are they interacting with other people? Because characters are just, you know, people. And so they're always, like, the psychology of a character is, is interesting. And I think you learn a lot just from, like, playing around and finding out, you know, more about the character in the rehearsal process. So you, your character, Jenny, how, how different is she from you? Um, you know, she's, she's definitely different from me, but I, one of the things I liked about the character that I saw as kind of a challenge is that um, the way that she was written, I think, is kind of open to interpretation, like personality-wise. Like she definitely, I would say that she's more of a tomboy than I am, and she's more... Um, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. She might, she definitely has different qualities than I do, but I was able to bring, you know, a lot of things about myself to the character, which I think, you know, I think you always want to do as an actor is find the way that you can bring yourself into a character because that's how it's going to be the most truthful. Um, 
you know, so I think she's she's a really down-to-earth girl, and she's very loving. She really cares a lot about her friends and a lot about her fiancé, um, and she makes decisions based off of, you know, their well-being a lot, which is which is cool to see in a bride character because she's not really, like, the typical bridezilla character that you see a lot. She definitely is more, um, you know, she has more heart than that, which I, I liked. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I, I think a lot of times that when we see brides on screen, they're usually kind of like the bridezilla type, you know. So, uh, so yeah, so that's very interesting. Uh, during production, what was your days like? You know, between reads and filming, did it like take uh, take up most of your day? Yeah. So we we filmed for the whole month of August last year, um, and I believe into the first week of September. So we had about five weeks of shooting. Um, and you know, it was great. The days were definitely long, but, um, the whole cast got along so well that it was just like, it was fun. Like I loved going to work on this movie. Um, and every day was, every day was different. We had, you know, one location that we would be at one week and then we would move to another one. Um, because the film has pretty limited locations, which is actually really great because we have to like live in one location for a week and do all of our scenes there and then move on to the next location. Um, and I really liked how they kind of laid that out with production. So yeah, it was, it was great. It was, you know, it was an intense, uh, concentrated process where, you know, we were, we were working on it every day, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I actually forgot to uh, ask this earlier in regards to, you know, you coming from, from Portland, but are you in, into sports at all? Yeah, I played soccer growing up for about 10 years. So uh, are you a Timbers fan? I am a Timbers fan, yes. All right. Well, what about, uh, what about the Blazers? You know, when I was a kid, the Blazers were not doing so hot. They were... <laughs> <laughs> they were in a tough time, um, but I definitely am a big, you know, I'm definitely a big fan now, and I'm really happy that they have turned into such a great club. It's awesome to see. Um, I'm more of a I'm more of a baseball fan actually when it comes to watching sports, but Portland doesn't have baseball. We, yeah, you're right. We have uh, what is it? The Hillsboro Hops is what we have. Oh, okay, gotcha. I've never even heard of them. Yeah, they're newer. They're I I, I couldn't I, I don't know baseball, so I can't tell you what kind of league it is. But I know they're oh, newer. Yeah. Uh, so wh- who's your who's your baseball team? Well, I just moved to the Bay Area, and so I'm um, rooting for the Oakland A's now. Okay, uh, Moneyball. Yeah, so I, I was. Yeah, exactly. I love that movie. <laughs> um, I was I was I was a big Dodgers fan in L.A. though, so. Oh, okay. Definitely still a fan. Yeah, I have no idea if there are even like rivalries or anything. You know, I don't think that they're direct rivalries because the Dodgers and the Giants are rivalries. Are, oh, okay. Are a big rivalry, uh, and the Giants are you know the San Francisco club. So theoretically, I should be a Giants fan as well. But I do feel Dodger loyalty from living in LA for so long. <laughs> well, that's that's very kind. Now. Uh, w- <laughs> What uh, what do you have going on for you uh, in the future here? Upcoming projects that you 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 can discuss or uh, mention? You know, I am right now. I'm working on uh, writing something. I can't really I can't really say a lot about it, but I'm working on a screenplay um, that I'm writing, and I also um, potentially will have a project coming up with um, Allie Johnston, who plays the maid of honor uh, Megan in The Big Day. We met on that film, and we're working on something together now. Awesome. Yeah, so that should be good. 
do you have any any kind of like tips or word of advice for anybody that uh, you know is in theater or acting and looking to um, you know get into into this field uh, later on in life? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I as I said, I just I just moved away from LA, and it was because I felt really you know oversaturated by <clears throat> by the industry because you know in LA everybody that you meet I think is working in the industry. And when I was graduating college, I really thought that I needed to, you know, move to LA and maybe live in LA forever in order to um, pursue my art and make my dreams happen. And I think while I was living there, I was often distracted from the art of it. Like I was thinking about, you know, how do I advance my career and what moves do I need to make? What representation do I need to be with? And you know, I should do, I should be pursuing commercials more and just kind of thinking about the business side of it more than the art. And I think something I would, I would say to anybody who, you know, is an actor or a filmmaker because they love the art of it is, you know, stick with the art. I mean, that's what I have really learned to value the most is that I love to create and I love to work with amazing people and to, you know, make something organic and I think the rest of it will come together. The business side of it will fall into place when you really are focusing on creating good, honest art. All right. And, uh, and one, one last thing here before I let you go, but uh, any recommendations for anybody that does plan to visit Portland as far as uh, somewhere going out to eat? I know you mentioned Montage as being one of your uh, places to go. Yeah, um, well, I am a huge uh, Powell's Books nerd, so I always go to um, Powell's City of Books in downtown, and then if you walk a couple blocks from there, um, there's a great restaurant called Clyde Common. Um, it's next to the Ace Hotel in uh, that kind of that area that's tr- like transitioning into Northwest Portland by the City of Books, so I would definitely recommend going to uh, Clyde Common. They have really good happy hour. <laughs> yeah, and Paul Books is also right by Crystal Ballroom, where there's always like, uh, you know, bands and artists, you, you know, musicians that come through. So that's something to maybe yeah. uh, you know kind of plan around as well. Yeah, I love Crystal Ballroom. I've seen a lot of my favorite shows there. We actually we had uh, my senior prom there too. <laughs> and I would like to thank Madeline for giving me the opportunity to speak with her. Uh, about her time in Portland and also some of the work that she's done. If you would like to get in touch with Madeline, she can be found on Twitter at underscore Madeline underscore J or by checking her website at Madeline-Johnson.com, which I'll include in the show notes for easier access. So for the rest of the summer, I'm going to probably go back and re-release some of the older episodes for maybe uh, some of the newer listeners that have not heard those. And uh, I think I'm going to have some maybe guest hosts come in and do some takeover episodes uh, just to give myself a little break during the summer. And uh, if you want to follow me or any of my other work, you can find uh, Hydrate Level 4 and Original Remake at followingfilms.com along with other great shows such as Pop Culture Case Study with my good buddy Dave, True Bromance Film Podcast with Hyro and Barry, and Michael Denniston at War Machine vs. Warhorse. 
you can find my other show that I do called We Got Five, which is a weekly list show with my co-host Devin. That can be found at core10parts.com. And if you're a fan of Back to the Future, I cover the animated series at baronspace.com with my good buddy Albie. So if you would like to get in touch with me on Twitter, I can be found at HLF Podcast or by email hlfpodcast at gmail.com. So until the next episode, I'm Peter and this is Hydrate Level 4. Madeline, what's up with those tears in your eyes? What happened when you shut down and all the amber lights turned into red? The silence of your cave, you feel safe, you decorate it with velvet drapes. Outside you see the dark woods, but you don't know the spheres of gold ahead. Hold on, so let go. Hold on, you'll know that help is on its way. Rise up, rise up. Son of command again, rise up, rise up, rise up, Madeline. The summer will come and kiss you with honesty, love you unconditionally, trust you and let you breathe, give you back your dignity. So rise up, 